Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder and the Louisville Real Estate Show. Each of us coming from uh, our offices or homes based on uh, the COVID-19 restrictions or where we are. Here in uh, on the air with us, Kevin Dissler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Good to have you here with us. Hey, good morning, Bob. Good morning. Also here is my buddy and good friend, uh, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. They do a great job, 6450736. Son Greg is uh, actually not with us today because he's out busy already shooting uh, some of the homes we've got going up on the market, which gives you an idea how busy we are. And then uh, you can reach me regarding selling or buying at 3765483 and Bob Sekolder, Remax Properties. East. Okay, a lot of stuff on the schedule coming up in a couple of minutes. We're going to talk about a reverse contingency, how it can help you actually sell and buy your next home and take away a fear. So that's coming up. But there's so much to talk about. Let's start with uh, interest rates. Randy Rocky, what's the latest? They went, they were down, they went back up again, and now the past couple of days they're down? Uh, the 30 years in the low threes and high, uh, and high twos and the 15 years in the mid to low twos. Which is, of course, that's based on your um, your credit rating, so that always has an effect on it. Right, loan to value, all the above. Yes, yes. So, from what we're being told, refinancing rebooted again last week, uh, driving overall mortgage applications volume higher after two dwindling weeks of volume. I guess what happened was um, everyone got complacent that the rates were down and they didn't think they'd have to do a refi quickly. You guys think, and then all of a sudden they started to perk up a little bit. And then uh, people said, oh, geez, I better get on board before the, it gets out of control and get refied. And that what may have spurred it? Is it what you th- that what oh, yes, I think so. And also, you know, it, it, the cash out uh, is really becoming popular again, Bob. You know, people have a lot of equity in their homes again. Yeah. And uh, so there's a lot of debt consolidation going on as well. So in other words, if someone's got bills that have amounted, um, let's just pull a number 10,000 out of the air and they do a refi. They can cash out if they've got the equity, um, take that 10,000 out of their house and pay off the bills. That is correct. Yes. And, and it's happening quite a bit right now. And, and, uh, and still, even after that, they're lowering their payment, they're lowering their terms. It's just a really great position for the consumer right now to take advantage of these rates. Is it more difficult to do the cash out from an underwriting standpoint, a lot more documentation? Uh, not really. You know, self-employed is still a problem. Uh, you know, uh, they came out in uh, uh, mid-June, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, where they, they make you get uh, a lot more documentation in 2020 because they're concerned the self-employed people are not doing the business and making the money they made in 2019. But outside of that, it's really not, uh, it's not changed a whole lot, Kevin. And the bottleneck is starting to break apart. And what happened is in March, you know, pretty much the whole country shut down for about three weeks. And, yeah. and it really, and you know this, Bob, there were mm-hmm. about 90% of your closings that weren't happening on time. Well, we're getting back in line now where we're closing loans on time. Thank God. I'm, I'm glad we're back over. We're on the other side of that. Yeah, and, and I can tell you that um, we're still seeing some delays, not with Swan. Swan seems to be on target. But some of the other lenders out there, they're, they're uh, seeing delays still because of COVID, but uh, they're, they're starting to clear. Well, and I'll tell you why, because yeah. they just don't have the, uh, the versatility we can have with the, all the different underwriters we have. And yes, you are correct. My competitors for the most part are still really way behind. 
One of the things that uh, you mentioned about cashing out actually brings up a real concern. Kevin and I dealt with this in uh, 2008, 9, 10, 11, and 12 uh, foreclosures or short sales because there wasn't enough home equity, which as Randy just mentioned a couple of moments ago, is uh, it's now the pendulum has swung the other way where a lot of people have equity. But the forecast is for foreclosures not crushing the housing market next year. Now, that's Great news for people who own homes because if uh, we had a lot of foreclosures, it would reduce the uh, price of your home, the, the, um, the worth of it. That's bad news for investors and people who are looking for foreclosures right now, finding a foreclosure or as is property or somebody in a short sale is very difficult for an investor. They want to buy them, flip them and either rent them or they uh, want to turn and make a profit on them. The strength of the current housing market, though, growing every day and more Americans returning to work a faster than expected recovery in the housing sector is already well underway. And regardless, many are still asking the question, are we going to see a wave of foreclosures as a result of the current crisis? And thankfully, the research that's being done shows that the number of foreclosures is expected to be much lower than what it was in this country back during the last, well, we'll call it a recession, but when uh, I was just talking about it with Kevin, 2008, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Black Knight Incorporated, that's um, a company that does some research, um, did some uh, research on the number of those active forbearance deals. Now, Randy, you want to review, or Kevin, you want to review what forbearance is, the technical term for what that is, just in case anyone's late to the party on uh, what forbearance is. We want to go ahead. Well, what, what that is, you're, you're not forgiving it. Forbearance is, say that if you, uh, forbearance of three months of your mortgage payments, usually most lenders will just put it at the back end. Say if it's a 30-year, 360-month mortgage, you skip three months payment, but they're added to the back end. So it, it's not a forgiveness of the amount owed. It's just forestalling the payments for or breaking them up for next year. Different lenders do it a different way. We did not have an explanation from the government on how that's going to stand in the eyes of the IRS and any penalties that are going to be paid. But this Black Knight Incorporated noted that originally 4,208,000 families granted were granted forbearance and only 2,588,000 of these homeowners actually got the extension. And then they go on that the housing market and homeowners are in a much better position than they may think. Much of that has to do with the fact that today's homeowners have more equity, as we've been talking about, than most realize. According to John Burns Consulting, a consulting agency, now this is really good information, over 42% of homes are owned free and clear, which is, um, you know, you think, think about that, that um, how many people, your neighbors, they don't have a mortgage on their home, and meaning that they're not tied to a mortgage means that there's no way they're going to go into a forbearance, foreclosure, short sale position. And of the remaining 58%, the average homeowner has nearly, get a load of this, $177,000 in equity. And that number is keeping many homeowners afloat today and giving them options to avoid foreclosure, which goes back to what Randy was just talking about a few minutes ago, that if you refi cash out with the proper documentation, you still have plenty of equity in, in your home, and you can use some of that money to help pay mounting bills. This is great news. Yes, it is. And it's, it's really becoming very popular again, and it should be. I mean, when you can get a fixed rate 
you know, in the twos or threes, it's it's just a fantastic option. Let me let me let me throw something at you, and then Kevin, I want to talk about how closings are going for uh, for you guys and all the other closing attorneys around town. Brady, let's just say you've got, and this is not unusual because I actually had have this going on right now. My mortgage is, let's say, at uh, 4.25%. Let's just pull a number of 300000 uh, is the what I owe. And uh, whatever I'm paying, there goes my phone already. Okay. Then, yeah, what are you going to do? The, Another the deal. Phones ring all the time. Um, then what ends up happening is I refi, and I think I'm working with, and I've talked about this before, uh, I'm working with Swan and my rate is 2.65. Is that what I'm, I was able to lock in at, Randy? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, your APR, which I have to disclose, is like yeah. 2.78. Okay. That so that's that's still a considerable drop. So I'm going to be saving approximately, what, $250, $300 a month in in my mortgage payment. Uh, yes. And, uh, and, you know, yeah. over the life of your loan, you know, I, I have a lot of instances where people are taking cash out. And they're st- still saving all their lives alone between thirty and one hundred fifty thousand. Or if they're just doing a rate and term refinance, not taking cash out, you know, yeah. the, the, it's the same numbers. And as much as two hundred thousand, it's it's just incredible numbers right now. Uh, there are eleven trillion dollars worth of loans in the United States, and right now six trillion, six trillion could be refinanced with major savings, and eight trillion would would be uh, some savings but, and uh, there's 1.5 trillion loans worth of loan volume a year so you can see that unbelievable yeah. it's it's it is an amazing amount of volume that's but my point is my point is even if i cashed out 10,000 in the of the equity my payment would still be lower than i'm paying right now is what i'm getting that is correct so and i think and people I, need to reevaluate yes. that i was having um, dinner with some friends a couple of days ago a couple of nights ago and he, the guy is, uh, he's got 11 years left and he's, uh, his interest rate, I believe was 5.25 or 4.25. So I was trying to tell him, look, refi now and oh. double your payments if you want, but he didn't. So here's the psychological thing. Kevin, jump in here. Here's the psychological problem that he had. He's got 11 years left on the mortgage payment, and he's going to double up and cut that down. And he doesn't want to see that number go back up to a 15-year or 30-year fixed. And I'm, he couldn't get past the fact that you don't, even though it's a 15-year mortgage, you don't have to go 15 years. You can continue your payments, but more money is going towards principal when you do a refi, drop it in, and and double or triple payment every month. Am I right? Well, I can, a great, great point. And I could get him exactly how much he owes on it. 11 years and three months if he wants. Yeah. Uh, and, or we could get him in a 10 year fixed and save him a lot of money. Yeah. I, oh, I didn't even know there was a 10 year fixed. Yes. Oh, I can get him in an right. eight year fix. So I can get him in a seven year fix. So you, you need to know that that was the, that was the conversation last night. So, um, I will make a call to the folks this, uh, this day and say, okay, you, I didn't know. See, there's a lot of us who don't know this, Randy, that there's a 10 year fixed or a seven year fixed. I can get a seven year, a six, uh, I can go, it, it goes down to seven years and wow. I can do all the way from seven to 30 in anything what's in a, between. What's the pricing like? Does the, do the rates drop dramatically as you go to a shorter term? Yes. When you go from a 30 to a 15, they, that's when you get in the twos. We were talking about Kevin, you know, and, okay. and, um, um, 
so that's absolutely the 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 rate drops on a 15 a 10 doesn't use it move a lot but people like bob where people want to uh they don't they they want to get out of their home and you know they all 11 years they want to go to 10 and they still save a ton of money and i can show them dollar for dollar how much money they save on it or yeah. if they don't then we won't do it you know and it, and even to the point where he goes i don't want to pay any closing costs well we can do a little higher rate and still show him a significant savings with him paying that kind of money. Yeah. You know what his loan amount is still, Bob? Do you have no, I don't know. But we'll, okay. I'll get more information. But I, yeah. this is a great conversation for any of the folks who are listening right now who may be towards the end of paying off. Maybe they got 10 years left and they're thinking, I don't want to go back to 15 or 30 again because of the psychological impact, knowing that only 10 or seven years uh, left before you're debt free on your mortgage. But what you're saying is makes it doesn't make sense to wait do a refi seven year, you're still back where you were, but you're paying less, you're putting more money towards your principal and not paying as much interest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, then, and here yeah. is the argument some people have. I don't want to go through the hassle. I go, okay, all right, so we're going to say it's going to take you four hours on average to do this. Time you go, the closing, blah, blah, blah. And I show them the savings of 30000 We're going to do the low end, 30000 right now. I yep. go, okay, so that means you're making $7,500 an hour to do this refinance. It makes right? sense to do so, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and, yeah. And then they have a real hard time buying out. <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> Kevin, what's your rate right now? We haven't talked about, what. You, where are you right now in your uh, your home? I was just saying 7500 per hour is the usual billable. So yeah, for that's all Kevin Dissler's bill wire. Go ahead. All, of the, all attorneys, they bill at 75. At least it seems like that. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, and, and I've got some good friends who are attorneys, and I apologize. Um, yes, we thank you. Yeah. We thank you all. Yeah, so, yeah but I, I'll get more on that down the road because I think this is an eye opener um, for anybody who, whether you were thinking about refining or not. And listen, it may not, folks, it may not be you, it may be one of your kids relatives, uh, people at work, you know, the point is talk now, get it done, start it sooner. And I will tell you, and you know, a lot of mortgage companies, um, are sophisticated these days. Well, with Swan, you go online, it's a simple, easy peasy type of thing. You punch in information and you're done. I mean, it, it's a, it's that simple. So, and, and I would just tell people having done this for a while, you think you've got all the time in the world and the interest rates can turn on a dime. Yeah, that's right. They right. find a vaccine for COVID, um, I think rates would tend to start to go the other direction rather quick. I agree. Yep. I agree with you, Kevin. Absolutely. Oh, and we can always go to Russia. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with right. you, Bob. Tell us how that works. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. All right. Moving on. So, the um, we've been concerned about evictions. The With COVID-19, there was a hold on evictions for people who are not paying uh, their uh, rent. Uh, that was great, but um, there was a, up in the air, Kevin, some uh, questions about whether or not what's going to happen when they release or ease those restrictions on evicting renters. New inform information came out this week. What do you have? Well, yeah, and, and, the, and the Courier had a good article on this, and it's 30% is what they estimate of uh, tenants that did not pay their last month's rent. So it's, it's a huge problem, and we've had the, the governor – uh, put a hold on evictions, and, and there's litigation suggesting whether he had authorization. Mr. Trump did executive, I think, memorandum mm -hmm. uh, on some, if you have rural property secured by certain federal loans. But bottom line, the, the Kentucky Supreme Court kind of runs the courthouse, 
And they've come up in Jefferson County. It's a test project. They just announced this. The Jefferson County Eviction Diversion Pilot Program. As they're opening things back up, they're realizing they've got quite a backlog. And this is just, again, homelessness. You have people with families getting kicked out of their homes. There is some federal and state money available through City of Louisville and various charities. So what the Supreme Court does, they're opening back up for evictions, but there's a seven-day forbearance period that gives the parties the opportunity to work with local charities as well as governmental entities to see if there's a way and funds to provide at least a portion of the rent where the landlord takes a bit of the hit and the tenant perhaps does as well. So they're opening back the courthouse, I think, August 24th. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a couple of weeks away is when it starts up. But we have a lot of landlords that can't make their mortgage payments because their tenants aren't paying them. Right. So it's unsustainable. Uh, and, uh, you know, the president, the governor, the Supreme Court, the attorney general, the sheriff, they all are not on the same page. But at some point, all of this has to be processed. And, and again, the worst thing is putting people on the streets. We well, learned in 2008 that's not a good Not solution. a good thing. At least there's a pilot project that's being worked on. It may be a little late, but not necessarily um, too late, hopefully. But, yeah, it's a good program, and there are some funds out there. I don't have it in front of me, but it was yeah. fairly significant that the local government got from the feds to help take care of some of the rent during this period. We're going to take a break. Just a reminder, our buyer workshop this past Thursday night went uh, really well. Uh, the seller workshop is uh, coming up August 20th from 7 to 8 p.m., it's free of charge. We're going to go over pricing, marketing plans, staging tips, creating competition, a variety of other things that's coming up on um, this coming the 20th of August from 7 to 8 p.m. Send me an email if you want information about the workshop to be um, on there, limited seats, but it's free of charge, no obligation. Send an email, bob at com, and in the subject line, say seller workshop, and I'll send you the link to get on board with that. Also, if you want to hear what people are saying about us or watch, you can go to uh, Louisville uh, Sellers Talk.com, Louisville Sellers Talk.com, or Louisville Zillow.com. And if you want to see a replay of this, the behind the scenes video that we put out um, on YouTube, you simply go to Louisville Answers.com. That's Louisville Answers.com. All right. We're going to take a break. Randy Rocky here from Swan Financial, 645-0736. Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys. They do a great job for closings, 895-9900. And you can reach me, Bob Sokoler, anytime on my cell phone. I do, as you heard it ring. Uh, I do answer it when I'm not on the radio, uh, 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. 
There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt & Frank, 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations, and as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. As a real estate investor, I look for sharp agents who really know their market. Agents who do so much business, they can find me the right investment property and sell it for the most money without drama. When I need real estate advice in Louisville, I call Bob and Greg Sokola. Their innovative marketing attracts hundreds of buyers every month, which creates more demand for your home, selling it faster and for more money. They guarantee to sell it on your timeline or they'll buy it. Call the agents I trust, Bob and Greg Sokoler, and avoid the drama. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the next couple of minutes or so. We're up until the top of the hour. Uh, here with us, Kevin Disser, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736. You can reach me anytime. We're looking to uh, sell a lot of homes. The problem is we need to find them. And we'll talk about that in a second. You can reach me at 376-5483. My thanks to Barbara Corcoran, who's my mentor and friend. And uh, she mentions our guaranteed sale program. And you can uh, reach me about that. Uh, There's never any uh, cost to cancel. You can cancel at any time with the guaranteed sale program. And you can reach me again, 376-5483. All right, guys. Greg, by the way, taking the morning off. Well, the reason is because he's busy shooting listings to get on the market. And uh, let's face it, that's where we excel is getting uh, the homes out and sold. So uh, we talked last week about a reverse contingency. Let me set up the premise. Randy, you you felt that was a a great thought. I know, Kevin, this may be a, a little new to you, but it's happening around the rest of the country. So here's the, here's the problem. There are a lot of people who would like to sell their homes, but they're afraid they're not going to find the next home. I'm dealing with a number of sellers who are basically saying, you know, I'm scared, Bob. I'd like to put it on the market and sell now, but what happens if I can't find the next house or our dream house or the house we want to move to? So what we've started promoting here, and it's going to take a little time to be adopted by uh, local folks, and that is... You as a seller, I'm hearing a little weirdness in my, my voice, so if you hear some problems here, it's because we're using Zoom to record this for the show. So you as the seller work with me. We put the home on the market. When a buyer comes in and wants to buy our house, we counter back that this contract is contingent on the seller, which would be you, the seller, finding their next home within an insert the number of days for that to happen before the contract goes dates go into effect. So Kevin, in this case, let's say Randy wants to buy my house and I, we counter back and say, Randy, we'll take that offer, but we're going to put a contingency in that I'm going to have to find my next house and I'm going to need at least 10 days. You can go 15. The longer you put the number in there, the higher the number 20, 25, the less advantageous it's going to be for Randy to wait for someone for me to find my house. So there's a diminishing return here. Thoughts on this, Kev? 
Well, you know, one of the things is, and you're talking about when is a contingency waived when when they find quote unquote find a house. Does yeah. that mean when they enter into a contract, or does that mean when they close? Because there's a good percentages of the deals that don't quite make it to the closing table. So what 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 is they typically do when you enter a contract? Does that then release a contingency? When you yeah, and you would you would release a contingency much like you would release any contingency in writing that. Bob's found a house, we release a contingency, all dates start. It's just an added level of protection for the um, me as the seller to be able to find a new house. We're finding that because homes are so scarce, even if there are problems that w- during an inspection, that the buyers are going through with this, hopefully they can work it out with the sellers, but even if they can't, get it completely the way they want it, short of a new roof or HVAC system. Um, they are going through with the house because they know there's nothing else out there. So well, I understand what that, you're saying. Well, and that's the question I have, you know, just kind of thinking this through. It's kind of novel and it's, it's being used in the country, but yep. should, it, should it be the contingency is waived once you, you are under contract and the inspection period is over at that point? Because as you all know, the number of deals that fall apart, almost all of them are during that inspection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's usually what five days, 10 days. Do you have in your contract for that? Yeah. 10, I mean, I think the number you insert is up to you. The problem is the longer you wait, uh, the less likely that the buyer like Randy is going to stick around waiting for this to happen. It's got to happen quickly. I know, for example, home team with the, their ability with the number of inspectors they have, they can get in and get the inspection done within a matter of a couple of days, um, you know, three or four days at the, maybe the most. So that's a big plus, but uh, it all has to happen. And y- there's a leap of faith at one point that you're going to find the home. But certainly I talked to so many sellers who are saying, I just, I don't know that another home's going to come on the market that I'm going to like. So this gives you the added ability to accept an offer. And let's say you don't find a home within, let's say the, the time period was 10 days. So at that point, the deal falls apart and Randy would go back out if he's the buyer and try to find another house. But it at least takes you into a realm where there are more homes that hopefully will be on the market. It's something brand new. It's being in this area, but in other parts of the country, it's being used. And truthfully, it happened to us um, where we had a listing and the buyer came in with a... (coughs) a price of some 30 plus thousand over list price. That's how badly he wanted our listing. It still has to appraise, but he put a, he put a rider in there, a, a, a line in the contract that says if it's a pro, if it appraises between this price and this price, he'll pay the difference if it doesn't appraise for what he's offering. So that was a big plus. But, but the good news was for, uh, for him, he had accepted a deal with this reverse contingency in it where he had to find a house before the deal moved forward. So he was really motivated. And that's why when he found our house, he came in so high, he wanted that house and he's making it happen. So a variety of things go into play when you start thinking out of the box, including buyers getting their dream home. And that's what we need to be thinking about is how do we help our sellers and buyers achieve the goal? And that's what we're doing. So well, we uh, just kind of along those lines. We had one last week where it's pretty innovative. I'm not sure if Randy would have a problem that the, the deal was the sellers could remain in the property for 60 days after closing, and that was what allowed that contract to be accepted. 
Wow. And yeah, well, and it's just you, you're. We, we talked a little bit earlier this week at your meeting about sellers wanting to stay post closing because what if that if COVID interferes or interrupts their move? Yeah, if they're trying to move and they've got movers. So you just got to be really flexible and somewhat creative, but you also have to be concerned. It's like chess on three Ds. You you're solving one problem and perhaps you're creating one or two that you didn't anticipate. Like we're talking about again. If it's post-closing and the seller's still in the property and they won't get out, yep. you have to go back through the eviction process we just talked about earlier in the show. We are out of time, guys. I know it went rather uh, fast. My thanks to that voice you just heard, Kevin Dissler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. Uh, you can reach me anytime, Bob Sekoler, at uh, 376-5483. To see a replay of this show, go to louisvilleanswers.com. And uh, to see what people are saying about us, go to louisvillezillow.com or louisvillesellerstalk.com. Guys, take care of yourself. Be safe. Each of us coming from our home offices or location studios. And uh, we will be back here, right here, next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.